This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you on Thursday, we've got four Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four, five. Well, you count Thursday, I suppose. So five, five days, five days to go until we face Crystal Palace on Monday. It's getting ever closer. And uh, of course, very soon, Mikel Arteta will be doing his press conference in which we should find out plenty more about the state of our squad, including the fitness of Tommy Asu, uh, Aaron Ramsdale's progress, and probably some interesting questions on William Saliba as well. So there's plenty of interesting stuff to go. So without further ado, let's jump into the chat box, say good morning. Good morning to Tony getting in there first. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Matt G, four days to play. Yeah, again, it's an evening game, so I'm kind of I'm kind of counting it as five. Uh, <laughs> lovely stuff. Titus, you're getting closer. You're third this day. You're getting very, very close to getting that number one spot. Rich Cardo, good morning to you, mate. Jose uh, PD Ween, good morning to you. Day 5,000 of the international break, indeed. Gene Norburn, uh, Mukit, Martin, Vinny, Kevin, Paul, Afsar, good morning, guys. Tiganosaurus, AFC Westmids, Marcus. Jonathan, Viraj, Zander, Canoe. Good morning to you guys, to Lars, uh, to Mali as well, uh, to HJC photographer, uh, Tulip, Carl Brewster, Pedro. Good morning, guys. Good morning to everybody. Sorry, I can't say it to everyone that's joining us in the chat, but really appreciate everyone that does tune in uh, for our daily shows. Not bundles of news to go through but certainly some interesting pieces of news to discuss before we go into our daily Q&A session of course so without further ado let's kick off by telling you as always to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way if you've been tuning in for our 9 30 shows they've now moved to 10 a.m uh, just so just half an hour later over on the Arsenal way myself and Bailey will be over there in the morning discussing all of the latest topics surrounding the club and getting more reaction from you guys in the chat box as well. Uh, we've hit now 10,000 subs. So thank you so much, guys, for the support that you've shown the channel. Uh, and also, make sure you're dropping a like on today's show. Now, yesterday, myself and Ben from the Marseille View sat down to discuss William Saliba. We talked about his France debut. And importantly, we talked about his future at the club. 
it certainly kind of sculpted my current view on William Saliba. And I was listening back to the Askcast with with Andrew and James, of course. And James raised some really interesting points from his trip to Marseille and watching Saliba. And certainly confirmed a lot of my feelings about the situation, which is that I think that he will probably go at this point. I think that he will probably leave the club. I know that a lot of people felt that he was going to stay. It's just an opinion. Uh, it's an informed one, but it's just an opinion right now um, as to where I'm kind of at with William Saliba. But all that's talked about and more in yesterday's report of Saliba. Tonight at 8pm UK time, I'll be joined by Kev, uh, aka Next Generation Arsenal from Twitter, to be discussing all of the latest Arsenal youth updates. We'll be talking about following Balogun's time with Middlesbrough and how Brooke Norton Cuffey has been getting on at Lincoln City. Lots of excitement around him moving forwards as well. Uh, however, our first main story of the day is that the Premier League is set to introduce the five substitutions rule back into play. I don't know how far down the, the leagues this will go. I imagine it should follow through to the Championship and below. Um, but the five subs rule is something that the Premier League has kind of been resistant to. But of late, they have changed their minds and we will return to this. And this builds the uh, today's question uh, about five substitutions, about whether or not you're happy to see uh, the five substitutions will return to the Premier League. The last time we had this, of course, was during the pandemic. Uh, well, you know, during the, the real height of the pandemic, that is. We're still currently in it, uh, never seemingly to go away. But uh, yeah, that was when it was its height. So the question for our poll today is, are you pleased five sub rule is returning to the EPL? That's the question for today. Let's get your votes into the chat box. Uh, you've now got that available to you. So we'll uh, revisit that at the end of the news. Uh, moving forwards to our next story, Arsenal's three kits for next season have supposedly been leaked. Uh, it's always a good day of the year when we get the, the full kit leaks. We always enjoy a good kit leak when they're accidentally sent out or you know someone's opened the boxes a little bit too early as they are sent out ready for release. Um, I have to say that whilst the home kit is going to have to grow on me, it may help if, uh, you know, if Cody Gakpo's wearing it. But uh, other than that, it's going to have to grow on me. The pink shirt I'm fine with. I quite like the black trim or the dark navy trim on that. Um, but to be honest, the black kit may possibly be one of my favorite kits I have ever ever seen uh, the Arsenal pull on. Because not only is it a black kit, you've got this brilliant 3D effect of the AFC going around it as well the gold writing the gold um badge and the adidas logo as well and the slightly grayer uh, adidas stripes on the shoulders as well for me and everybody knows if there is one color that i do enjoy to wear <laughs> it's black so uh i yeah i'm absolutely in love with that kit and uh, it's up there with my favorite arsenal kits if it is turning out to be true um and yeah it's uh, it's quite incredible and that will be ordered uh, almost immediately so you can guarantee to see me wearing that uh, probably sometime in i would imagine may uh, i think is when it will probably end up coming out so we'll see but uh, I, I look forward to that and uh, i enjoy <laughs> very much enjoying the thought process of seeing that shirt worn by the team next season um bad news regarding darwin Nunez. uh interesting reports coming out yesterday uh that supposedly manchester united are much further ahead in their chase of the uruguayan 
sign striker than Arsenal are. It's the understanding that Arsenal are interested. They're currently monitoring his situation. They're tracking him for this season. But Man United are said to be more so in the folds to bring him into the team, possibly as a replacement for you know Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Mason Greenwood. So... That's a frustration because I think Nunez is certainly up there with the strikers that Arsenal should be certainly looking at. But what I do think uh, is that this is a situation where there's a long, long time to go. And if Arsenal do end up finishing in the Champions League over Manchester United, that would give Arsenal a huge boost if they were to try and convince Nunez to join the club. United may be able to offer him a lot more wages but the, the premise of Premier League and Champions League football would hopefully, you'd think, be enough to convince the striker to make the switch to Arsenal instead. However, one player that it doesn't, unfortunately, look like is going to be joining Arsenal is Patrick Schick. This is our headline story of the day. Uh, the Leverkusen CEO, Fernando Car or Caro, sorry. I don't know why I've misspelled his surname on this. Um, but Fernando Caro came out and started talking about Patrick Schick uh, for the first time, uh, kind of regarding his future. And uh, he came out to say that, no, we're not going to sell Patrick Schick, so there is no need to talk at all. He feels very comfortable with us. We count on him in planning for the next few years. Now, we do know that things can change very, very quickly. And of course, why would he come out and say, oh, yeah, we're open to selling him because that's only going to drop the price significantly. And ultimately, if a club is able to offer Leverkusen a fee that they aren't able to say no to, and Patrick Schick desperately wants to make a switch, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to keep hold of him because they're a club that will have to sell. You think about Kai Havertz. They certainly didn't want to sell Kai Havertz, but they did. They certainly didn't want to sell... Um, Oh, who am I forgetting? The guy that went to Borussia Dortmund. Oh, Julian Brandt. Uh, they didn't want to sell him either, but didn't have much choice in the end. And uh, certainly this would be the case again with Patrick Schick. They're a club that if they get offered a certain amount of money, would need to accept it. And you can imagine that would happen again with Patrick Schick. So whilst this seems very finite and very determinative, I'm not sure that actually... It is, uh, and a club would certainly be able to pinch uh, Schick from Leverkusen if they offered the right amount of money and if they were to be able to give Patrick Schick the assurances to kind of force through a move in the summer. And that does complete all of the news for today. Not too many stories to go through. Fingers crossed we've got plenty more to discuss tomorrow, press conference and stuff like that. We will move now on to your questions in the chat box. Let's have a quick check of that poll that we put into the chat box. Are you pleased the five-sub rule is returning to the Premier League? 72% of you saying yes. 29 We just dropped down or dropped up, rather, to 29% of people saying no. So not so split as we've seen some of the polls this week. Certainly much more in favour of seeing the five-sub rule. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it does mean that Arsenal have more scope, arguably, to bring in stronger depth to their team. It could have given Arsenal even more uh, benefits when playing some of the teams that it should be beating. And teams like Spurs, teams like West Ham are going to have to strengthen even more than maybe they should have done uh, prior to this rule being made. So there's some interesting things to discuss along that topic. But without further ado, let's go into the chat box. Let's get your questions. Make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribing as well if you are new. Okay, then. Let's jump into the chat. Uh, Manu says, no Nunez or Schick. That means 
Charles de Catalaire is back on the table. Uh, I know that the Italian clubs are very, very uh, high on him. So uh, there's a big chance that we may see him end up in Serie A next season. Uh, Ollie says, hey, Tom, the highest number of goals Schick has scored in a season before this is 13 in all competitions. For a 26-year-old striker, that is not the top-class output we need. Again, I have discussed this at length a number of times. This is not something I buy into. I judge a player on what they're doing currently right now. I judge them based upon the, the progression they've made and the progression that Patrick Schick has made over the last 10 kind of months since the start of the European Championships has been brilliant. I'm not going to judge him based on what's gone before. I'm actually going to judge him on how he's come out of that period. I'm not going to judge him based on what happened in 2020 or 2019. I'm going to judge him on what he's doing right now. And what he's doing right now is absolutely brilliant. Uh, John says, Tom, would you sign Lataro Martinez for 60 million euros? Not on his own. Uh, I would need to see a sign a more physical forward as well alongside him, I think, to justify us going for someone like Lataro Martinez. Safiso uh, says, do we still qualify for the Champions League if we get top four and West Ham win the Europa League? Yes, we do. Um, you can only have five teams in the Champions League. So if we were to finish uh, in the top four and West Ham won the Europa League, they would be the fifth team. If it had been that Man United had won the Champions League, that's where it's a problem. The only other way that it changes is if, say, we finish fourth, Man United or Spurs finish third, Chelsea drop out of the top four and win the Champions League and West Ham win the Europa League. That's the only way that fourth spot would not be a Champions League place, which is, you know, pretty unlikely. Chelsea are going to finish in the top four. I think that's pretty much guaranteed by this point. We're also hoping that we can maybe even finish above Chelsea. That's still an option for Arsenal if they're able to put together enough points and beat Chelsea and hope that they drop a few more points as well. So there's always that option. But the, yeah, the only way that we would see fourth place no longer become a Champions League spot is if West Ham won the Europa League and finished outside the top four. If Chelsea won the Champions League or United or City, uh, sorry, or Liverpool or City won the Champions League and finished outside the top four. And then Man United and Arsenal finish inside the top four. That's the only way that it would happen or Spurs. So, um, yeah, it's pretty complicated, um, but hopefully that's made sense. Uh, thoughts? Alpha says, on Gary Neville's comments on overlap about Arsenal, uh, he straight up said Arsenal can only dream of fourth and after fourth, Arteta could just leave because this is the ceiling with Arsenal. It depends on what they do. Uh, Gary Neville is notoriously wrong about quite a lot of things in football. He says quite a lot of few things that are right, sure, but it depends what Arsenal are expecting. It depends what Arsenal are looking to do. Um, if Arsenal are wanting to progress towards being title challengers again, then they can achieve that if they look to spend, if they look to bring in the players that they need. But there's certainly the capabilities of this team to continue to progress. Arteta has shown the ability to progress this side, to improve himself and to move forwards. But I, yeah, look, Gary Neville was very salty about United being where they are. And I think that is impacting his viewpoint on other teams that are around them and their rivals like Arsenal, who I don't think he ever expected to be in the top four this season. Marcus says five subs mean City can bring on more top class players. Huge advantage to them. It is a big advantage to those big teams that have got big squads. But Arsenal need to put themselves into a position where they're competing with them as well. And says, Tom, I'm glad those are the two strikers you like because I know we'll end up not getting them and those are not my preferred options. <laughs> it's always what happens, Answer. Whoever I go for turns out to be the ones that we don't get. It's just the way that it goes. Um, 
but I do prefer them to your picks. So there you go. Jason says, with the new five-sub rule coming in for next season, this will affect everyone's transfer plans. Uh, I think that it will. Yes, I think that it will certainly cause more teams to spend more. It will cause more competition for certain players because more teams will be looking at them. So yeah, it will certainly affect transfer plans. Hopefully it affects ours as well and that we push harder to bring more strength and depth to the squad. Um, Pedro says, should Arsenal have a cranberry and gold kit every 10 years to commemorate the original kit? Uh, the burgundy style one. Um, should they have it every 10 years? I'm not sure of every 10. I liked it when we, you know, we did the one that we did in 2006 or 2005, six. It was a great kit. I had got it. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere under piles of clothes somewhere, <laughs> probably at my old house, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great kit. I'm not sure whether or not you do it every ten years. Maybe that loosens the the speciality of it. I'm not sure, but I'd like to see it come back at some stage. It'd be quite nice. Maybe after the 25 years, which would be in 31, uh, so another 25 years later, maybe we go for it then. Pinoin says, if we don't sign uh, Schick, who would you get in his place? Uh, I would go for Darwin Nunez as the option, uh, to be honest. Vinny says, do you think uh, Lacquer's hat-trick? Yes, that's something that we didn't discuss, actually, in today's news. Something I did mean to put on the list and for some reason went a little bit awry. Arsenal played a friendly yesterday against Brentford uh, in which they won 4-1 with the players that were available. Lacazette got on the score sheet three times. Rob Holding as well getting a goal as well. So it's good to see Lacazette scoring goals, putting him in good form ahead of those closing fixtures. So that's really positive. But do you think it will give them confidence going into the Palace game? Or do you think it will just be a friendly and thought of as another training session? Why wouldn't it give Lacazette confidence to get three goals? I hope that it does. And I hope that, it, you know, it picks him up into the right position where he's now ready to go all guns blazing into the final kind of few months or a couple of months of the season. It's mad that there's only a couple of months left. April and May, that's it. And then we're done. 2021, 20, 22, over. It's mad how fast this year is already going, isn't it? Life is so short. Great. Uh, Del Mondo says, Tom, do you think we should sign Tyler Adams? Yes, as a centre midfielder and also replace right back. Congrats on all you do. Uh, it's taken COVID uh, to mean I can finally catch a live show. Well, I hope you get better soon, mate. But thank you so much for joining me. Um, I absolutely do. Yes, Tyler Adams should be on Arsenal's list. It should be a player that we should be looking at and going for. His versatility is great. His quality is great. His leadership skills are great, which are shown in the US men's national team. Without a shadow of a doubt, Tyler Adams should be on our list. Uh, Dapo Daps says, uh, what do you think of Gabriel Jesus? I think he can play in the lacquer role and score more goals. I think that he can certainly add plenty of quality to Arsenal's team. I, again, like Lataro Martinez, would not sign him on his own. We would need to go for a Schick or a Nunez alongside him, I think, to make it work. But I would not be closing the door to Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Paul says, is Cody Gappo and Jonathan David a combination that could work? Yes, I think it can and certainly is on my list. James Rose says, do you think we're waiting to see if Everton or Leeds get relegated regarding some of our targets as Calvert-Lewin and Rafinha could be available at a cut price? I think that Calvert-Lewin is going to be available at a cut price no matter what, but significantly more, of course, if they do go down. Rafinha, we know the situation with him. Uh, 75 million if they stay up, 25 million if they go down. But I think Barcelona would be the team that come in to take him eventually. Uh, Tim says, is Gary Neville the cluelessest bunch of the clueless? Uh, no, he's not. You know, I think he's got some very good views on certain things. But on that view specifically that we talked about earlier about him saying that Arsenal just have a ceiling of top four, 
you know, he doesn't have a good view on that one. Uh, Jonathan says, do you think we should attempt to sign Calvert-Lewin if Everton gets relegated and we sign another striker? Um, I think that if Calvert-Lewin is to be the one that we go for, it's a big, big risk. And we'd have to sign someone else as well as him to make it much, much less risky over signing. But I wouldn't rule it out. I still think there's a lot of potential to come from Calvert-Lewin. And I think in a new side, he would flourish. Um, but we will have to wait and see. Did we get three penalties? And that's why Lacazette scored, says JM. I don't know what the uh, the goals were and how they were scored. But uh, he did score three. So fingers crossed they were all fantastic strikes. Uh, Manu says, Gakpo seems really mature, a leader, and does... Uh, does church community service as well. Wow. Do you like to watch interviews of players we are linked with? It gives me a good idea of their mentality. If they ever pop on my screen, I don't actively search them out, but if they do pop up, then yeah, uh, learning more about them uh, is always a positive uh, and what their personality is like. But I think the club go the extra length to kind of find out what these are behind the scenes. If you remember, we spoke with Oliver Zeziger. We speak with Oliver quite a few times during the transfer window, especially when we're linked to Swiss players. He's a scout in Switzerland and he's been the head researcher for football manager uh, and the Swiss side of things for quite a while now. But he's done scouting professionally. He's done it for clubs in Switzerland. And he talked to us on the channel about specifically looking at players' personality and talking with them and talking to their coaches and finding out more about them. And the club at Arsenal will certainly be doing that and to, I'm sure, a much more, uh, you know, with the amount of investment they're able to pump into scouting at a lot more specificial kind of level. So I think that, yeah, absolutely it's important that they watch interviews, that they speak to the players, that they speak to their coaches and the people around them to get a good idea about their mentality as well. Uh, the Stocks guy says, do we have a chance to sign for Mino? Maybe, but I don't think I'd go for him. Uh, Tono says, hi, Tom. Great to be back in the live show. Great to have you here, mate. What do you think about the new Champions League format? I think it makes the comp competition too complicated and for money. I don't mind the round-robin system. I do mind the uh, the historical merit qualification system for a couple of sides. That should be scrapped without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Tulip says, also, won't Calvert-Lewin want to start as a world, as a, as world class is a World Cup? Sorry. Always associate WC with world class. It's coming next year. That will affect his chances of going to Qatar. Yes, it will. So maybe a team like, I don't know, West Ham would have a better chance to sign Calvert-Lewin over Arsenal um, because they can guarantee him places. But if you can guarantee him Champions League football, that would arguably be really better, like really beneficial to, to him to be able to step up and show that he can play in the Champions League uh, as well. Uh, Paul says, when uh, you guest on other channels, you often appear to get a lot of abuse. How do you manage this? Might, add, uh, might I add, I admire your calmness. Um uh, yeah, look, obviously, it's never nice to see mean comments or anything like that. But it's just part and parcel of the business, unfortunately. It shouldn't be, but it is. And, you know, people don't like the fact that I've supported Arteta in the past. People don't like the fact that I call people out at certain times. Or they don't like the fact that I block people based upon their own abusive comments. Um, but that's fine. Like You're never going to be able to please everybody. Uh, and... <laughs> it is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, I always kind of say, if people are talking about you, you're probably doing something right, especially in the context that they seem to. And, you know, it's things have only got better for the channel. Things have only got better for where my career, of which if you consider that I quit teaching in 2020 and I've gone from quitting teaching into a freelance writing job to 
you know, reach and football.london in the space of 18 months, I must be doing something, right? Surely. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it's, it is what it is. You're always going to get abuse. You're always going to get that kind of thing. But I like the fact that we've been able to, and I always say we because I consider TGT a community. I'm a poet. I didn't know it. Um, <laughs> I always consider it to be a community because, you know, this is the best chat box in the Arsenal sphere without question. Um, the support, the community feel, the, the, just the great times that I see people having in the Discord server. Uh, when I meet people at games like we managed to do the other the other week um, at the Liverpool match, you can sense the community. So uh, it's always going to happen, Paul. Is what it is. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I think there's something like somewhere between 800 and 1,000 blocked accounts on this channel. Uh, that's how many we've had to block because of abuse. And I just, I'm not always because of abuse, sometimes because of spam, sometimes because of, um, unfortunately, some really horrible things uh, as well. But we just, you know, there's rules. And you can't say whatever you want. It's not a block of freedom of speech. It's, you know, teaching people that you can't abuse and that if you are going to do that, you're going to have to go somewhere else to do it. So that's always one i saw you probably saw i tweeted this someone left a comment on charles watts's channel the other day calling me woke which i mean is incredible i always find the word woke is, is something that's often used by one not very nice people to describe people who are usually quite nice and are very accepting of diversity and accepting of culture uh that's usually what the word woke is used for uh and the people that use that word so if i'm woke i don't really mind because it often means that you're probably quite a nice person so (laughs) fair enough uh madness anyway charles much love to your channel make sure you're checking out charles watts as well because he's absolutely brilliant uh axel says can you name the three interesting feasible center-back targets if we sell saliba for me we should try to go for tamori Hopefully he misses London. Tamori's a great shout. I'd look at someone like Paul Torres, someone like Tapsoba uh, by Leverkusen who we've been linked to in the past. There are options out there that we can certainly push for. Um, it's not the end of the world if Saliba does leave. However, I do hope that he stays. Um, Troy says, so do you watch other people's shows and if a person misbehaves, you block them on your show? Uh, not. I've done that like twice um, because I've noticed like a familiar name. So because they know I can't block them, Troy, on that channel, they take the opportunity to then go hell for leather in that channel or chat box to, to, to go for me because they know I can't do anything. Um, so it's only happened a couple of times. Uh, but uh, if I've remembered the name and it pops up in this chat and it sticks in my mind, I'll be like, oh, I remember who you are. See you later. Yeah, so often that comes up. But mainly what happens is, is because you're in other chat boxes, there's a lot of people in other chat boxes that are blocked from this channel. So they then take the opportunity, which is fine. I accept that. I know that's going to happen. It doesn't bother me. It's always going to, it's always going to happen. Um, that's what happens when you block enough accounts, you know, they're going to find you on, on other, when you appear on ever, anywhere else, but that's fine. I like going on the Arsenal lounge. I like going on Harry Simu's show. I like going on the Highbury squad or Lee judges TV. You're always going to get people that aren't agreeing with what you're saying. You're always going to get people that are going to send you abuse, but it is unfortunately part of the business and and that's what you have to accept and that's why you have to grow thick skin. There are some things that I don't find acceptable and we've done specific shows on that. I remember when we did a show talking about abuse uh, in journalism and specifically when I wrote a piece about William Saliba um, getting a lot of abuse 
off that. I did a piece about Martin Odegaard and did a comparison with Meza Ozil's kind of application of their effort and pressure. And I got a lot of, as you would imagine, because Meza Ozil does kind of garner quite a cult following at times. So I got a lot of abuse off of that. And we did a show specifically on that. We've done sh- shows on Marcus Rashford and the racism that he has experienced. You know, we don't hide away from a lot of the big topics and we talk about it. Um, I'm always very, very well aware of the fact that I am a white guy and, you know, I'm never going to experience the awful things that some people have to experience in their daily lives. But there is also an element that I need to take responsibility to talk about those things because if, you know, the person who is on, and I hate using these words, but it is the situation. As a white person, I have a level of privilege because I don't experience racism. I aren't, I am not racially abused like plenty of my friends are. Um, and if I don't talk about it, you know, that won't make any kind of difference. So it's important that I do talk about it. And if people don't like it, go somewhere else. And, you know, it's as simple as that, really. Uh, yeah, 100%. There you go. Uh, I'll have to dig up the Urzel Erdegaard comparison. Cam, I'll send you it um, if you want to give it a read. Basically, it was a piece where I talked about why uh, Martin Erdegaard is basically proving Mikel Arteta right about um, why he signed him. It did quite well. Um, a lot of people did read it. Uh, it was back in September, uh, but I'll put it in the chat box for you. There you go. Uh, that should be it. That's the link. Uh, you should be able to go read it. Oh, that's really annoying. Uh, hold on. Let me click on the article again. It spread it across two comments. I'm not sure it's going to be able to come up in the chat. Let's try this link here. There you go. You should be able to go read that article there. Um, keep on the soapbox. To- I never know what that means. I don't. <laughs> People say soapbox all the time. I don't know what it means. Please tell me, Morgie. I don't have a club what it is. Uh, Manu says, this is exactly why I subscribed. Don't shy away from real talk. Absolutely, mate. AFC West Mid says, this is a show I enjoy. I feel like your point of view is considered and debated if it's relevant. Nothing but positive for an Arsenal fan. And horrible if you're not. Our community is the strongest. Um, Dan says, Tom, you should do the ultimate Premier League team player squad. One player from each team. It is quite a challenge. I've done that before. I did that a couple of years ago. Not on the channel, but we did it somewhere else. It is really hard because you're only allowed one player from each uh, each team. It's really difficult because you have to have Salah, but then you can't have, you know, Alisson or you can't have Van Dijk. Um, you have to have Kevin De Bruyne, but then you can't have Edison or, you know, Ruben Diaz or it's, it's really hard. Uh, it's really difficult to do that. But yeah, I, that's one for the summer, probably, Dan, uh, when we've got a lot more time on our hands. Uh, Luke Benga says, uh, who do you prefer, Cody Gakpo or Rafinha? Do we really have to sell Saliba if he wants to leave? Can't we play hardball and make him stay? Uh, in answer to your first question, Cody Gakpo is my preferred cho- uh, preferred choice. Excuse me. Um, and Saliba, we don't have to sell him, no. Uh, if he wants to leave, we can keep him. But we would be minded that he's not going to sign a new contract. And, you know, two years left on his deal, it's only going to lower his market value. So I would be inclined to sell. Um, uh, so there you go. Um, soapbox, getting up and above the crowd and talking great sense. Okay, that's what soapbox means. Uh, soapbox, people used to stand on soapboxes and stand up so they could be heard. Long before our time, Tom. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, back in the day, indeed. Um, thanks for answering the question, Tom. No problem, Troy. And you, you're entitled to ask the question, so I appreciate you tuning in, mate. Uh, MRM says, Tom, thoughts on who? I don't want to say the name, because often what happens is these are people that turn out to be on blooming... 
what's it called? Uh, what's the what's the show called? Ted Lasso. So, but that's not even come up. Um, I'm assuming it's is it a funny is it a funny one? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, I don't know who that is. Someone in the chat box, I'm sure, will tell me. Uh, Pedro says, well, according to my page, we've got eight likes so far. Hit the likes. Uh, do hit the likes, people, if you haven't done so already. Um, who's the player Player of the month, Tom? Mine's Partey. Uh, it says Fuad, uh, but it's a, it's a hard choice. It is a hard choice. I think in terms of who has been the most effective over this month, Thomas Partey has certainly been one of the most consistent um, Bakai Saka's had another really solid month as well. Uh, obviously, the goal he scored against Aston Villa. Um, he's just been great uh, as Bakai Saka. Gabriel Martinelli, I think, had a really solid month too, but obviously he, was, he did miss one of the games against Villa. But I think Thomas Partey it has to be him. Uh, there's, there's little doubt about that. I think that it, it has to be Thomas Partey um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Manu says, for chat, name a player from the last five seasons who you get more excited than Erdegaard is doing right now. Um, he had Armenia on ropes. Uh, I did watch uh, a lot of the highlights of that game. And whilst he didn't get a goal or an assist in the absolute routes that, that Norway had, he was so in control and so orchestrated orchestrative is that a word i think it is <laughs> orchestrative of the team um conductive i suppose is another good word of the side and just pulling those strings and that's what we know that's what we know about uh Odegaard is that he's a player that isn't always going to get a goal he's not always going to get assist but what he is going to do is that he is absolutely going to pull those strings for the club and and that's what he's done for norway now as well Edrasas says, how many points do you think we will get next month it's a great question especially when i have to look up all the games for next month because you don't know when they stop. So Crystal Palace, I think we'll win. Brighton, I think we'll win. Southampton, I think we'll win. Chelsea, I don't think we'll win. Man United, I hope we'll win, but I'm worried because it's so close to the Chelsea game that we may not. So I'd say 10 or 12 points is what I'm targeting. Uh, really, we need to target 12. That should be the target, hopefully, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, JDB says, Tom, has there been a made has there been a player transfer link that lingered on for a month or so and then just disappeared that annoyed you because you really wanted it to happen? Dominic Zoboslai obviously comes to mind when we think about that. I suppose it went on for longer than a month, but you know, that was always a bit of a frustration. Emi Buendia, uh, obviously, I think that was also longer than a month, but it did kind of you know go up and down in terms of when it was happening January of, of last year it certainly stepped up and then it started at the beginning of the summer and then obviously he signed for Aston Villa so that's another um Tap Sober was a player that I really wanted us to sign and that link didn't last a very very long really solid centre back certainly someone I think that would have improved us at the back as well but we don't really need him now because we have Saliba coming back you hope and Ben White is already here as well um <laughs> so there you go uh, Matt G says I thought Erdogan got one did he get one assist oh maybe he did get one assist I thought he didn't um, but uh, there you go well, apparently he got two assists he's going up as we speak I don't know how many assists he got but again it's just that point that even if he's not necessarily getting the goals um, or getting as many assists as he should do it's what he's the impact he's making on the team is what you have to come to expect from him uh, the Bundia stream was legitness. Yeah, look, I've been very angry in a few streams, but that was certainly one of the ones where I kind of went full 
uh, full damn pots, you might say, <laughs> in that one uh, at times. And look, I've watched that back because of the number of people that have left comments on that video in recent past, especially a lot of people that have really rubbed it into Aston Villa fans. Um, do I regret some of the things I said? No, because it's probably how I felt during that time. And I was frustrated. And I did say that I think Aston Villa were active, acting like a bigger team than us in that moment. I started the season very angry as well. And I said that Arteta should probably go after the Man City game. But I think that, you you know, in those moments, you do lack a bit more perspective. You lack context. And and that certainly did affect uh, kind of my point of view. So there you go. Um, Carl says, I'll see your two assists and I'll raise you three. Uh, he got all nine assists, says Dan Robert. Oh, dearie me. Um, we're going to wrap things up there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed the show. We did get a bit deep today with some of the questions, but that's fine. Uh, we never shy away from some of the really important stuff. Um, and uh, I appreciate you tuning in. There will be another show. Obviously, there'll be one at 10 o'clock on the Arsenal way with me and Bailey, so do go and check uh, that out, and also do watch our show uh, this evening at 8pm with me and Kev. We'll be talking about the Arsenal youth team, uh, Amari Hutchinson following Balogun, uh, Brooknot and Cuffey, how they're getting on on loan, and how the youth team's been getting on. Marcelo Flores is going to take quite an interesting look at today as well. So, Really exciting stuff uh, coming through Hale End, and we're going to be talking all about that this evening. So I'll see you later. Um, I'm conscious, though, it's clashing with the... It doesn't clash, does it? Because the girls are on at 5.45. Best of luck to the girls tonight as well. Wolfsburg, huge, huge game. Get it done, girls, and uh, and take us through. Take us through, because uh, the Champions League will be quite nice uh, in the pocket of, of Arsenal. We do need one. And uh, the emphasis is on you to go and get it for us. So best of luck tonight in Wolfsburg. And uh, fingers crossed we can bring home a great result. See you soon, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.